okay, how do I let go of this? I need a livelihood. I'm a single mama, okay, in the Bay Area. Right. But I had to sit and just have faith. And all I kept hearing was, let it go. Trust. Let it go. Trust. But what do you mean? What's going to pay my rent? And then finally one day, at the three-month mark, I said, you know what? I'm going to let it go. It hasn't served my highest purpose in a long time. It really just became comfortable and easy. And huh? there's a whole world out there that I guess is calling for me. They need me. And that's exactly what happened. Hello and welcome to Be The Wolf. I am your host, Jenea Barnes. Many people struggle to be the fullest, biggest, truest versions of themselves. They bend to fit into other people's ideals of who and what they should be. They tame their brilliance to avoid judgment and gain approval. A long time ago, people attempted to tame the wilderness of Yellowstone National Park by eradicating predators. Taming the wilderness collapsed the ecosystem. But there's hope. In the mid-90s, 41 wolves were introduced into the park and with this, the ecosystem replenished itself and flourished. The wolves did nothing but be exactly who they are meant to be and do what they were born to do. So I say to you, be the wolf. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Be the Wolf. Today, I am here with a dear friend of mine. I am here with Robin Lynn Wilson, and this beautiful spirit has been through quite a journey. We're going to dive into that. We're going to talk today about this idea of suffering to do meaningful work. I know a lot mm. of people out there like, I just want to do something that matters to me. And they think like the common misconception is that you have to take a job in nonprofit. You have to make crap pay and you, ha you have to suffer to be able to give back and do mm. meaningful work. And while that is true in some cases, it's not true in all cases. And so we're going to dive into that and share Robin Lynn's journey. But mm -hmm. first, I would like to give Robin Lynn the opportunity to introduce herself and share a little bit about what she's up to these days. Woo! Okay, thank you so much for this opportunity. This is uh, super cool. I'm not a techie person, so this is taking me out of my comfort zone, but thank you for that. I'm Robin Lynn. Owl Snake is my true name is Owl Snake. What am I up to? I'm up to, man, being a way sure to show folks that when you want to step into your true spirit, into your true purpose and your calling, it doesn't have to be painful unless we deny ourselves accepting who we are. And that's really I want to talk about today, truly, because that's the gift, is when you accept yourself, it doesn't have to be so rough. We create a lot of that. So I don't want to give too much right now. I'm going to wait for you to lead the way. But that's really what I want to talk about today, because once I surrender and just receive, the blessings have been amazing. So yeah, pass back to you. Beautiful. So now it wasn't always, you were, yeah. let's, let's, Let's talk about your last experience. You were at this place for yeah. how long? Well, I had, yeah, I had probably volunteered there 
close to 17 years, but as a staff member, close to five. And it was a nonprofit that I trusted, I believed, and then I, I saw truth. And it was definitely a painful journey, but learned so much, was able to plant some seeds. And the true work was allowing myself to see, okay, you served your purpose. And now what's next, the next step? And trusting that all that I had done on the divine plan that I laid out was enough to sustain without me being present there, that I was called to do more. And I really think, you know, it broke my heart. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, firsthand. It broke my heart and it broke my spirit. I devoted five years of, yeah, my spirit and heart to a program that was a nonprofit for homeless families. And I worked in the education center. My role was, my role was to empower the youth. And I took that very serious and I put everything in. And then, you know, lack of a better word, politics came into play. And then made things very challenging and I had to get out for my own peace of mind and for my own spirit so I can continue to do what my purpose is. But I'm not going to try to act like that was, I'm not going to try to act like that was easy peasy, like one step to the other. I had to do some serious self-discovery. I had to journey within. I had to forgive those parts of me that thought that I was letting those children down. And I really, now I know I really wasn't. And I had to understand that I wasn't quitting on something that I know is my life's purpose, and that's to empower anyone that is um, feeling less than, but definitely youth. And I had to forgive myself. I want to forgive myself, but I had to accept that it was time for me to move on. And that, you know, wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Yeah. Well, it, when you're giving your all to something that you care mm -hmm. about, especially you were involved with this organization yeah. for 17 years. It's a yeah. really long time. I spent a lifetime in San Francisco proper yeah. living there. And it feels like, you know, if I gave my time and energy to something for that entire time I was there, it would feel like it was a part of me. Yeah. And, and especially when you're giving back to children. Now I know, you know, my background wasn't always the greatest and, I know your background wasn't always the greatest. So we know firsthand how powerful it is to have a way shower in our lives. Like maybe yeah. the role models, the caregivers aren't the ones showing us that it's possible to live a better life. And it's one of the things that is so powerful mm. about working with kids is that even if their circumstance is so dire, that those interactions, they leave an imprint that is so strong, they might not even consciously remember, but their soul knows that there's something better out there for them. So it gives them this sense of something to strive towards, even if they don't yet fully even realize it. Yeah, exactly. You know, the way I always, I tell my staff, I mean, I'm a program manager, so I have staff that I try to empower to really give the message when I'm not there in meetings and stuff, but so when I'm not there. Yeah. And one of the things I always say is our, our, our youth are, you know, I, personally, I don't like when people say youth are resilient because actually that means they're stuffing, okay? And one of the things I love doing is seeing the child where they're at because I, yeah, I do have my own experiences. 
And so I come authentic to them. I don't come like I have all the answers. I sit and I listen and I I inspire and empower my staff to do the same because each child is unique with their own experiences. And I think the beautiful part is recognizing their power. And that's one of the things. And it it did. It it was a struggle for me because I did get attached. Mm, That word attached. I got attached in, um, to the program and to the opportunity and to some of the youth. And um, once I had to realize, like, you know what? We all know attachment is no one's friend, really. And once I was able to work with that within myself, I'm now back in their lives. I didn't tell you that piece. I'm uh-huh. not going to be back in their lives in a more powerful way, in a more direct way. But I, I wouldn't have got that unless I surrendered to truth and surrendered to knowing that, okay, there's always phases. There's always going to be steps. And I completed all I can do at that particular place. And I'm called hired to do more. And uh, I'm going to shout, I'm going to shout you. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not. But you've been a, you know, you already know, you've been an amazing part of this journey for me because, you know, it has not been easy. You know, it's, it has not been easy. If you're an empath, you know it's not easy. And then I'm a medicine woman. I'm a way short. So I'm called to do this work. And sometimes in this, I say there's a 3D and 5D realm. In this 3D world where it's all physical, it's challenging because we do get attached out of fear, out of things I need to heal within myself. But what I can say, man, like I love this topic because what I can say is when I finally realized, oh, okay, the attachment is no one's friend. And what I mean by that, I don't mean not, not being, having love. I don't mean not being connected. I mean, attached where your existence, your value is based on an external thing, okay? Whether that's an external job, relationship, or whatever. And what I mean by being just sovereign and within my own spirit, that's been the work. And from that, there's no need for attachment because attachment is not necessarily healthy. And what I'm able to do now with the work that I'm doing is come from a place of purity more, with mm-hmm. no expectations, right. you know what I'm saying? And I, w- I just want to be clear about that. A lot of people question me about that. What do you mean non-attachment? What do you mean you don't love us? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is allowing you to have the space to grow within yourself without me being attached to your outcome. Well, and, and the, yeah, yeah, a big piece of attachment really is, you know, you can love fully, deeply, and with so much connection without being attached. Yeah. When your attachment gets unhealthy is when you feel like mm. you, there's either you're using them to fill the holes of lack within yourself or the job or whatever it might be. And I yeah. think a lot of people that get involved in nonprofit work do mm-hmm. this. They themselves yeah. feel unworthy and they really want to feel good yeah. about what they're doing. So they will work for a good cause mm-hmm. to themselves feel better. Exactly. That's and, a hard condition, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens a lot of times in a lot of nonprofits is you have a lot of people running the show and working that have very low self-worth. And because their self-worth is so low, the, this is where these politics really come in. I mean, this happens everywhere. This isn't just nonprofits. But yep. when you have people that feel like they are not good enough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And you come in, maybe you start a new job, nonprofit or otherwise, meaningful work or otherwise. You come mm -hmm. in, you're doing this great job, and it feels like everybody doesn't like you. And they're just snickering about you behind your back and doing all of that is because those people feel like you're going to take something by you being your full self and being present there. And yes. so... That attachment they have to the job sometimes causes them to not be as nice of people as mm -hmm. they could be. Mm -hmm. And the other piece is that you feel like if you lost whatever it was, that you would be worthless. Yeah. So it's like whether it's a partner, romantic partner or a job, a friend. I know I've lost my uh, my best friends over the years and. Mm -hmm. One of them was probably the biggest heartbreak of my life. And that attachment in hindsight was not that healthy. I was, yeah, yeah. I was not so emotionally mm. healthy back then. Yeah. You know, and I would say, you know, I come from, my background was the corporate world. I did marketing advertising for very successful for a long time until I got the calling to be of service full force. So it wasn't just about volunteering anymore. It's like, your time for you to do the work. And I did. And one of the things I learned in nonprofit, and it's not the just nonprofits, they do incredible work. Amazing. But, but when you're in it, people are called to the nonprofit that usually have some trauma in their life or some kind of experiences. And, and so their thought is, oh, I'll give back and that will help me. And I'm giving back. And that's a beautiful thing. The problem is, is not everyone that's doing that work are doing their work, okay? And so what happens is you get folks that have good hearts and intention, but yeah. their own traumas and their own low self-esteem gets in the way. And that's where it gets, it gets muddled. You know, I really do. I believe everyone I've ever worked with in nonprofit had the best heart intention in the beginning, okay? 100%. Yeah. But when you get in there and there's, there's different expectations, you know, it starts making people, like you said, feel inferior, feel not secure and what, whatever. But for me, I am truly guided by spirit. If that's good or bad, I am. You know what I mean? And I check in quite a lot. <laughs> whatever job, I'm always in the resting check and knocking spirit. What's the next direction? But it's proven me well. But it's, it is, you can't expect. And I think that's where I've had my biggest lesson during this is not expecting that everyone's doing their work. And it's, and I got caught in that. I got caught in like, oh, we're doing good work here. We're helping folks. But not everyone is doing their own personal work. And that's one thing I can think, send a message to this audience, whoever's watching, just do your work, man, because there's no escaping it. There's no side steps. If you really, truly want to live in your authentic self, you have to face those ugly times, those times you want to hide from. And what I found is folks that I was working with alongside, yeah, you know, I became like a foreign object because I believe in doing my work, not just talking it, not just trying to give it out, but doing my own inner journey. And it's not always easy, you know, <laughs> so, last, so this last incident, this place I was at, I will say, honestly, it broke my heart and spirit because it brought me to my knees. And from there, I had to look up. I had to look up and I so, had to look in. Yeah. So are you comfortable sharing yeah. what um, the expectation was? You know, you've yeah. given your heart and soul to this yeah. company for a long or for this organization. Yeah. 
Jim yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And I would, uh, yeah. 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 I definitely will. You know, I can only say so much as I am in litigation right now, but I can say enough where people can get the message. Right. Because my thing is, when it's, you say be the wolf, man, no one needs to the coward their own who they are. Okay. And okay. so that's why I'm honored to do this right now. Yeah. I was working with youths that have been from homeless families that had had hard times, lots of trauma. I gave it all. They became my babies, man. And anyone that that's watching this that was a parent of one of those kids, they know what I'm saying is true. You know what I mean? I have nothing to gain in this. Okay. But what ended up happening is I was called, basically I was trying to be forced to stay at my place and not advocate for the folks that I was there to advocate for. Mm-hmm. And one thing I am, I am not a liar and I'm about truth, man. And if I'm going to show up and I'm going to say something, that's what I'm about, especially children. They deserve it. And, you know, I was being forced. I was forced to try to, to be controlled because things were all perfect where I was at. This family shouldn't live in those kind of conditions. And so I was speaking up. And so I was promised a position and then uh, had a panel, everything. Everyone chose me. District, everyone chose me. But two individuals who wanted to try to keep me in my place because if they don't, then that means that truth is going to be revealed. Okay. And so promise that at the last minute was told, oh, no, we're going to give it. I don't know if I can say this part, but basically I wasn't the right gender. Okay. I will say that. And which we all know is not cool. Right. But what, did, what it did, I'll be honest with you. At first, it crushed me. Because I've been exceptional and for everyone to decide, and I know this is political because they couldn't keep me in my place. It crushed me. But what it did, though, it li- ended up liberating me. Well, it is yeah. so funny how that kind of thing happens. Mm-hmm. Those of you that have been watching or listening for a long time, mm-hmm. you've probably heard me say, I always think I have the mindset that the universe is working for me. Right. And man, sometimes it is not pretty <laughs> i just yeah. i can tell you i just went through like a massive big meltdown myself yesterday and i'm like coming out the other side and of course i get to the other side of it and yeah. what i needed showed up showed up but going through it i had to trust <laughs> that the universe was somehow working for me because yeah. Everything was collapsing. It felt like my yep. whole world Everything. was collapsing. Especially, and I know, I know so many women out there know this idea of, I am promised a job. I remember mm-hmm. one job I was promised. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be the manager. They were grooming me to be the manager for over a year. And I walked in and the owner was talking to one of the other people. And I heard that owner saying, I will never let a woman run my company. That part. <laughs> and, so it, and so I was crushed. Like, what yeah. am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I know a lot of people, this happens to everybody, is you're promised something and then it doesn't come through. Yeah. And, and, it, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say for me, like, I, I don't believe I know that it was because of gender. What I know was because they got pressured from the panel. Why are we here if you're going to choose different? And there was a last resort they had. 
and why it affected me. And they knew immediately that that was, you know, basically against the law to say, you know, and try to pull it back. But folks appreciate all the things that I do. And so, of course, they came to me. And I think for myself personally, because, you know, I do identify, I am two-spirit. I'm indigenous of both this land and then of Africa. And in two-spirit, we're medicine people. We, we hold the energy and the spirit of both masculine and feminine. And for myself, I have always been top of my game. And in corporate, whatever I do, you know, and in corporate, a lot of times is I was able to tap into that masculine piece of me. I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah. And so for someone to say when I've, when I've built this program from dirt to, to amazingness, I don't know this word, for them to say that as a last result, it was like, I knew it wasn't in my intellectual mind. I knew that they were just forced to say that, that they really didn't believe that, okay? Because they know I've taken where I took it, but because they had no other excuse. I know that, okay? But what it did for me when I said liberated me, the universe. During this time, yeah, I thought the universe had turned its back on me. <laughs> I thought the answers just said, oh, you're on your own. But in reality, man, let me tell you, once I went through the grief and I went through, I went through three months of just, why am I here? Why am I on this arm? Oh, I'm lefty. I went through that. Okay. And then I, during that process, I didn't allow myself to stay there. Mm. And so I didn't go back. They wanted me to go back. And I said, if I go back, I'm giving up and I'm turning my back on myself. On who okay. I truly am. Bum, bum, bum. And I had opportunity. Let me tell you, they gave me every opportunity to come back. They, they needed me to come back. The place is falling apart. But I had to sit with that. And I said, if I go back, the betrayal, when we talk about betrayal, is on myself. Okay? And I have felt that all my life. And I did my work and I went through the, the trenches. I and mean, you know, to get to where I'm at today. And at this point, if I go back, even though my heart wanted to go back, if I go back, I am betraying myself. I am betraying everything that I'm here this lifetime to do. And I'm not going to sit here. You know, I'm truthful, man. It was hard. Yeah. You know, I'm a single mom and I didn't know where stuff was coming from, but I had faith. And as soon as I said, okay. I'm complete there. What is next? And man, let me tell you. Well, before we yeah. go there, yeah. Yeah. you know, I think this is so important to mm -hmm. really understand. There's a couple pieces here. Yeah. First of all, you know, a lot of people, they're working in a terrible job and they're trying to do meaningful work. They advocate for a raise. They advocate for a promotion. Mm -hmm. They get turned down, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And there's this place where, okay, you still need your job. So maybe you go yeah. to work every day and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But there's mm -hmm. this point where you know you've reached this level of how far you can go at this particular place. And in the kind of work that I do, I'm always saying we can only bring people so far as we have come. And so yeah. if we're continuing to grow and expand, it stands to reason that whatever we're doing right now is going to end up becoming too small for us, that Sorry. we'll be able to help people and the people we're serving to a degree. And that was the people that we were able to serve when we got into that position. That mm -hmm. was what was in alignment mm -hmm. for us. But mm -hmm. if we are doing our own personal work and we're growing and we're 
healing our trauma and we're doing all of those things to become the more powerful versions of ourselves, we have a greater capacity to give more and hold Mm -hmm. more space. Mm -hmm. And I think it is, in my opinion, it is our, is at least my honor to step into that, even though it's a little scary, but there's something about that. And you said it so clearly. If I were to go back, I would be betraying myself. I would be. I can be honest. I knew that, first of all, when I got hired there, I was overqualified. But I went because that's where my heart and spirit was going. And I didn't care about titles or any of that. I just wanted to be of service, okay? And I saw a lot. And, and when I talk about, if I would have went back, I would have stifled myself. I would have become a liar. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my ministry is about expanding love by any, mean necess- by any means necessary. It's about ascension. It's about growing. It's about, I'm our snake. It's about shedding when no longer serves your highest good. Right. So I had to sit with that for three months with my ancestors. Man, so much prayer. But, okay, how do I let go of this? I need a livelihood. I'm a single mama, okay, in the Bay Area. Right. But I had to sit and just have faith. And all I kept hearing was, let it go. Trust. Let it go. Trust. But what do you mean? I was going to pay my rent. And then finally one day, and man, at the three-month month, I said, you know what? I'm going to let it go. It hasn't served my highest purpose in a long time. It really just became comfortable and easy. And there's a whole world out there that I guess is calling for me. They need me. And that's exactly what happened. Before you tell us all the things that happened after. Yeah. What was that moment like for you when you finally were able to let it go? Was it... Was it like a little piece at a time you let go one little piece or was it just like emotion, emotion, emotion for three months and then boom, did it just click? Like, how was it for you? You know, I gotta be honest. I would love to say I was cool. It just happened like that, but come on, man. I, I was, I was, I was kicking and scratching for change, for change and to fight against change. Let me put it that way. I know it needed to happen. I knew into, I knew in my spirit it was time. But I have this physical being that has a mind, <laughs> and with that mind, and with that, and with that mind comes fear. Okay, I went through. The, I had to go through the feeling of rejection of it. You know what I mean? And that's one of the traumas. You know, rejection, abandonment, not feeling good enough, less than. You know what I can say is, spirit gave me every core issue. Mm. that has always healed me since I was a little girl. And I did all this work and I could talk to talk. And what the ancestors, I say ancestors, and and the universe said was, okay, here you go. We're going to show you that you're ready. I didn't think I was ready. (laughs) I didn't think I was ready because it was fear. You know what I'm saying? And then I had to say, when, when did it all happen for me? When one day I realized Man, this is ego. I'm going to be honest. That's when it happened for me. It was, you know, and I'm not going to say I had elders. I, I got a lot of support to get to that point because I, it was not a good time for me. Okay. But it came down to ego. You know, and I realized 
I had built who I was upon the things that I was doing on the external. Okay. And when I realized like, oh, I'm only attached because if I unattach, what does that mean about me? And where I took that is, oh, I failed. I'm not good enough. I'm, man, I screwed up. That's where my mind was going, okay, with ego. I think so and, many people can relate to that. Yeah, you know, because we get attached to that. I was a workaholic, I'm not going to lie. Even when I was in the corporate, when I was at the top of my game, okay, because that was the way I found my value. And then I realized, oh, man, it hit me one day after meditation. I meditated a lot. But after one day, it was just like a light bulb. And not to be cliche with that, but I just got clarity. And all of a sudden, the ego just stepped aside. And I was able to hear my ancestors, spirit, universe, my, my higher self. And it said, it's time. Yeah. It's time. You did all you can do there. And there's more to do. Right. It's okay. And then I was, oh, so I didn't fail. I'm not less than because I'm going to walk away from this. And the fact that they wanted me back made it even harder. Right. It harder. Hey, yeah. Well, well yeah. I know this happens every time. Yeah. Every time when you decide, okay, I want something better. Like if you want a new, like if I had a boyfriend, mm -hmm. I was like, I want a better boyfriend. Let me get <laughs> rid of this one. If I want a better job or better clients, let me, like, it always yeah. says, "Yeah." well, here, are you sure? Here's yeah. this thing that you say you don't want anymore. Let yeah. me wrap it up in a nice red bow and give it to you. Yeah. And, and we'll even, like, throw some glitter on it to make it extra. Yeah. And so. And so. <laughs> and a lot of times people will take the thing and yeah. that's okay you know it just means there's something still for you to learn what, before what? you're ready to get to the thing that you say you really want yeah. and sometimes you gotta wait a minute <laughs> before yeah. that thing that you really want comes in so before we tell everybody what happened after you let it go <laughs> tell people how they can get in touch with you and what the kind of things they can be involved in that might yeah. be supportive in what you're up to in the world. Sure. Yeah, you can get a hold of me. Um, Owl Snake, O-W-L-S-N-A-K-E, the number four spirit at gmail.com. You know, and, you know, as far as offering, man, I ask for folks an opportunity. I'm a way sure, man. I'm a way sure for truth, a way sure for love, a way sure for unity. And I'm here to be of service for anyone that's ready to step into their glory, into their true purpose, you know? And so there's no canon format. Each person is unique because each person's journey is unique. And what I do is I check in with folks' spirit, their higher self, their true self, and their ancestors and give guidance. Not fancy, not no bells and whistles. I'm just <laughs> an indigenous person, man, trying to show the way it's always been done to this world that is technology Abound, okay? And so I go to the real deal. I work with nature. I spend a lot of time by the waters because it is the, the, the vehicle where our ancestors travel. Yeah. I hug a lot of trees. And I sit in prayer and meditation to get guidance. And what I can tell you is I have not had an easy journey this, this lifetime. 
but I, every tool that is, everything that's ever happened to me, that people say, oh my God, that's so horrible. I have alchemized it into the light, into a teaching and a lesson and an opportunity for others to grow from. I, I believe every trauma, everything that's ever happened to me has been for a divine reason. Otherwise, it would have ticked me out. We wouldn't be having this conversation. So my work really, my purpose really is to help and support folks that know they're, they're ready for that next step. And maybe a psychiatrist, psychologist, all those folks are not getting it for you. And I'm the one, man. That means you're ready to tap into your spirit. It means the spirit. That, and if you don't think about spirit, your ancestors, whatever you call the universe, whatever you call the great beyond is calling you to step into your purpose. And that's what I am. I'm a way short for those folks that are ready. I share who I got. I love that. And one of the things that makes me think of, I had a podcast guest and she's all about gratitude. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she said was that, you know, we nourish our physical bodies all the time. Mm-hmm. We sleep, we, we sleep, we eat, we poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we do all those things, right? So, right. but so often do not nourish our spiritual body. Yep. Yep. And so that's so important if that's something that yeah. somebody needs to, wants to connect more deeply with. Yeah. You're a powerful person to connect yeah, with. Nah, nah. And so many people, they know it in their being, but they don't have the, they, either they don't have the trust in what they believe about themselves. That's a lot of things. And so it is breaking down some of those traumas, man, to really recognize, man, you a whole person you're complete, no matter what. Yep. You know what has been done to you or said to you. You're still your spirit, so you're still a whole person you're complete. Nothing changes about that except our mind. And the, the mind, I always say, is an incredible tool, but a terrible master. Because, <laughs> you know, it really, truly is. And in our society, a lot of times, folks get stuck in the mind. And that's the leader. And with that, it's going to hold on to every false belief about yourself. Every lie that has been told to you about yourself. Every lie that you tell about yourself. And it ain't easy to step beyond that because we're conditioned in this realm to believe that, but it's a lie. You are whole, perfect, and complete. And what you feel inside of you, the spark, that idea, that creativity, mm-mm, that's your true essence. And yeah. what it is nothing to do with, let me be clear about this, has zero to do about religion. Okay, I'm not a religious person at all. I'm talking about your spirit, I'm talking about your soul, I'm talking about your purpose, I'm talking about your ancestors. There is a lineage. And that is, of anything, that is what I want to sit with Help folks remember who they are. I don't want to create you. <laughs> I have a hard time being me. me, okay? I just want to help you tap into who you truly are. So then you can shine and have joy, man. I always say I, I'm, I'm an old lady and I'm 58 years old. And I have lived longer than I have left to live. And I refuse to live the remaining of my days in misery and pain. I refuse. That's what I offer. Amazing. Okay. So... Now we're at this place where you have just, got, you've been listening to the message, just let it go, just let it go, just let it go. And your ego is saying like, no, my dad appeared, I'm a single mom. Dad, I'm going to guess with some tears. and Oh, crying, crying. You know what, running by house, crying. Did you punch pillows? I, I cried in pillows. I 
I did it all. I did it all, man. I'm gonna say I, I'm bona fide. I went to the I went to the process. Yeah, I did. Okay, so you let it go. Yeah, and then oh what my happened? god, you know, it's like everything, everything that that I always visioned that where I would be. Okay, the capacity, the I want to get emotional here. But everything that I always visioned came to be. And I'm talking about, you're talking about the domino effect? I got offered, they contacted me, okay? And I got offered opportunity to go to other areas to empower those youth, which is great. That was a great, I would say, interim, okay? To go outside my little island here and to see what, what else was happening and to be able to offer my medicine, I called it to those folks. And it was so well received that when summer was over, yeah, you know, I'm back at my dream job as program director for a school here that's very diverse called Ruby Bridges Elementary School. So fired up. I, I, I know and respect her so much. And if you don't know who she is, Ruby Bridges was the first little girl of color that broke the segregation down in New Orleans. She was six years old, very well known. I get to work at her school and once again, and I'm telling you, it's what I'm about. And, and, and the cool part is, oh, I don't want to cry on here. The cool part is the youth that I left at my former place, they go to that school. Did you know that what, before? I know that's what school that I was serving, but the position was not available. And when I said to the person, I said, you know what? I'm willing to take the entry level. This is my beginning, right? Take the entry level. I will figure out, like I did before, how I would afford it. I'm cool. I'll work it out. Okay? And I was ready to do that. And then she called me and said, guess what? You got the program director position. What? And better paying benefits that I had for the place I was holding on to. Then I got, you know, I do incredible work for a golf course here in town, um, Karika Park. Um, and I do their outreach to bring diversity, okay, to make it a place for all people. To let people know, even if you're not a golfer, there's open space there, man. You can rent it out. You, it, it's just beautiful. It's, it's nature. Yeah. And it's on indigenous land. That came about. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing that. And then I'm doing training for the Boys and Girls Club of San Lorenzo and San Leandro, which is just to a whole nother level. So I let go. I surrender what I see now. Okay. I didn't see then. Okay? I, I don't want you when know. you're in it, it's so you hard. It's like you don't, see it. you don't see it. Yeah. But what I see now is yeah, I had outgrown and, and then my I knew I'd outgrown it. That's why the position going going higher was was appealing. But this has taken me to everything I ever dreamed, prayed, envisioned, just yeah. like that. And I'm telling you, it was a domino effect. And no effort really on my part, just being. Yeah. Just showing up and being and being in my authentic self and really saying to the universe, I'm ready. Well, I'm ready. And yeah. such a piece of that, you know. So many people are in this place of lack, right? I can't let go of this job. I have to hang on to it yeah. so tight because what's going to happen, right? That, yeah, it's like, I, and so 
when you're yeah. hanging on really tight to something, two things happen. You have blinders on. You can't see any opportunity outside of you because all you can see is what you're about to lose. Of course. And you're hanging on really tight. So your body is not open. So mm -hmm. you're not approachable, okay. essentially. Come on now. That's and right. if you're holding, like, if you have a closet full of stuff and you're holding on so tight to all that stuff that you never wear or doesn't serve you anymore, there's no room to put in that amazing outfit, those leather pants, and that I'm talking about myself. I don't know if I don't know and and that beautiful dress or and or that beautiful hat or whatever it might be. There's no room for it There's if you're room. holding on so tight because we have only so much space at that a part. given time. And as we grow and expand, we do have more space. But if you're we filling do. that with these threes and fives and twos. And yeah. you, so you've got like a whole bunch more stuff, but they're worth a three, a five, or a two yep. instead of putting a couple of tens in there. Oh, you got a small waist. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. Oh, I wasn't even talking about clothes, but I'm just talking about enjoyment yeah. level. What, yeah. like, how good yeah. is it if you're putting those level two yeah. jobs and that, yeah. that level three partner yeah. and whatever instead of the tens like yeah. you take out 20 things you put in two mm -hmm. tens you're gonna be a hell of a lot happier <laughs> mm -hmm. and we do that to ourselves you know what i mean and you know i'm gonna say just from my own experience it was based on those core things that lack that fear of abandonment that fear of rejection all those core things man that had me holding on if you see my fist hold on like this yeah. and i knew it wasn't serving me but it was a fear of how am I going to take care of my kid? Yeah. How am I going to pay these rents? How am I going to live in this society without it? Now, if I was by myself, I'll be honest. If I was just by myself with no kid, I would have just been nomadic across the nation. Okay, But that's not what I'm called to do. Right. It's not. Okay? And I realized that. It's not, that would be an escape for me. And I'm good at running. I was a master of running. But I'm going to stay put because... What spirit and the ancestors and the universe, whatever people choose to call it, has shown me is I'm ready. I'm ready for everything I've been running, trying to find. What am I running to find? It's all within me. Well, the other Bro. piece, too, this is something that's so crazy, right? We're running around trying to get these things like, oh, if I do this, then it'll then it'll happen. If I do this, then it'll happen. This, this. And so we're ping-ponging, shiny yeah. object over here. Well really hard to hit a moving target <laughs> maybe i need to do this maybe i should do this i don't know maybe if i oh listen this and like if you just can settle in and trust and sit still the things will come to you so before we oh like, wrap so this up though i remember you shared about your first day at the school and i would love for you to share how that first day went right you know we worry so much about what we're gonna lose when we're trying to level up a job or do something stand up for ourselves whatever it might be and, and so sometimes yeah. we get this beautiful gift of showing us that they were waiting for us all the time and i'm gonna try not to cry you know i'm emotional why you got me on it <laughs>
I'm a crybaby. People think I'm all tough, but I'm really not. Yeah, I would love to share it, Matt. Because I was feeling, yeah, oh my gosh. I was feeling rejected. I was feeling that I had failed. And then I took this assignment in a new district, new opportunity. And I had, I had no idea what to expect, except that I knew rent was going to be due soon. Okay, let's be honest, okay? And I knew I could do the work. And I walked into this, this training. And there, there was over, oh my God, there was over 300 people there, okay? And I walked up and I'm like just looking around and all, and I walked up to the desk to this district leader of a school district. And I'm saying, oh, hello, my name is very, in a little bit like timid actually, but hi, my name is Robin Lynn Wilson. I'm here. Don't you dare. I'm like, oh crap, I'm not supposed to be here. And she comes around the table and she grabs me, you come here. And she grabs me and she hugs me. And she says, we need you. I'm so happy you are here. Don't act like you're, don't act like you're not a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity. What? And she, she, the best welcome. So I take two more steps. Folks inundating me, coming up to me. They had been, I guess, workshops I did and just know my reputation. And they were like, oh my God, you're a legend. I'm a legend? I mean, I'm sorry. In all the ways that I, at that moment when I was pulling up, leaving my house that day, and a little bit feeling like, oh, I'm kind of a loser. I didn't do nothing. And to be welcome like that. Yeah. And these people saw me. They saw my true self. But no, no judgment, just seeing me. And I'm going to tell you, that was the last piece that just threw off every piece of lies that I was holding on to about myself. As far as work wise, it yeah. just it just crumbles. And I said that more man, if they already see my shine, woo, I'm gonna shine bright like a diamond. And that's what I did, man. And I made a big difference. And I know that I was told that. And as a result, I walked into some to some credible opportunities that I didn't interview for none of them. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for the folks, that's all I can say, man. I know I'm not going by the former. I'm indigenous. I go by my spirit. But I want anyone that's on here, man, to know and remember, man, no matter what lies you're told, including yourself, okay, you are whole, perfect, and complete, no matter what. The only thing that alters from that is our frame of mind, okay, and what we believe. And I'm telling you right now, if you need someone to remind you who you are in spirit, Reach out to me, man. I have no, I, I have no, I'm from my heart and spirit. And that gets me in trouble a lot. I have no, I have no ego on this piece of my life of being a service to help people, you know? And I was going to say, Ms. Barnes, you know, you helped me tremendous on this journey. And I'm probably breaking your format right now, but you have helped me tremendous on my journey. Because you know, when, was it a year ago, two years ago now? I was two years ago, yeah. I was in a, I was not in a good space. And we didn't know each other, really. My blue, the ancestors put you. <laughs> no, this thing wouldn't be friends with me. And Universe we, is working for you. Ancestors are working man. for you. It was. And that's what I want people to know. You know, I know she's going to say some stuff about herself, but I want to say some stuff about you. Okay? You don't have to promote yourself to me, man. And anyone out there, 
This woman right here, did you see in this little box? I do not like technology, but it's working. In this little box has been a pivotal part of me remembering who I am spirit, for me stepping into my truth. And for the first time in my 58 years, I have joy about life because I know I'm here for a purpose. My purpose is clear and no one is, no one is going to dim that light. And you know what? I couldn't have got there, lady, without your support of a stranger. We didn't barely know each other. Now you're one of my closest friends, but we barely knew each other. But I knew that first meeting, I said, whoa, thank you, ancestors. This is the real deal. And it's been that way. So um, I know I probably broke the corner, but I just wanted to say that and thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. With all my heart and spirit. Yeah. It's been my honor to contribute to you having access to all of you so that you can share it with all of us. Thank you. And for you entrepreneurs out there who are working so hard to get it all done, but there's never enough time, (laughs) I've got a guide for you. It's the three secrets to maximize your time and increase your profits. And these are secrets that the business gurus will not tell you. So you can only get them here. Open up your browsers right now. Get it. It's free. (laughs) You're going to type in bethewolfgift.com. Got it? Bethewolfgift.com. Sign up. Get that now. It is for you to take your business to the next level. You deserve to feel good at work. You deserve more than that. So. And I just want to say you deserve more because it is your divine birthright. Absolutely. Came down here to be tumbleweed and just rolling around. (laughs) When you are ready, it is your divine birthright to shine. And book this lady, man, I'm going to advertise you again. Book this lady. She's the real deal. And I said it with all my heart. You know that. Because, yeah, I wouldn't. I. Where I was at when we met, I would not be here today without you in my life. So, so much gratitude to you, lady. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you for sharing your story with us, Robin Lynn. Thank you. Thank you for your beautiful spirit. And remember, everybody, when you feel good about who you are and what you do, you evolve humanity. We'll see you next time on Be The Wealth. Bye, everybody. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be The Wolf. Please take a moment to rate, share, and follow this podcast so that together we can inspire others to be the wolf.